Welcome to the teaching ministry of Reverend JFK Mensah, a seasoned Bible teacher with over 40 years of ministry experience. He is a pastor, a church planter, a missionary, and an international conference speaker. He is passionate about making Christ-like disciples worldwide. JFK Mensah is the General Overseer of Great Commission Church International. May you be transformed as you listen to the Word of God. You are Yahweh, you are Alpha, you are Omega, you are Holy, Holy, Holy. You are love, you are faithful. It's a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. You are a consuming fire. You are a jealous God. You are invisible God. You dwell in light unapproachable, whom no man has seen nor can see. Receive glory and adoration in Jesus' name. Amen. So today I'm speaking on the ten pillars of the Christian home. The ten pillars of the Christian home. The home is still the place of the greatest influence among all human beings in every country and every tribe. God told Abraham in Genesis chapter 18 from verse 17 to 19. Genesis 18 from verse 17 to 19. We shall read it. Genesis chapter 18 verse 17 to 19. Yes. The Lord said. The Lord said. Shall I hide from Abraham what I am about to do? Shall I hide from Abraham what I am about to do. Seeing that Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation. Seeing that Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation. And all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. A human being can become a blessing to all the nations of the earth. One person can be a blessing to all the nations of the earth. Yes. Chosen him. I have chosen him or I know him. That he comes children and his household after him. So that he will command his children and his household after him. To keep the way of the Lord. To keep the way of the Lord. By doing righteousness and justice. So that the Lord may bring to Abraham what he has promised him. So that the Lord may bring to Abraham what he has promised him. The Bible is full of homes. Good homes, bad homes, wicked homes, average homes. Good leadership, strong leadership, weak leadership. One of the homes which causes pain in my heart is the home of Eli. In 1 Samuel chapter 2 verse 29 29, 30 let's see if we can get to 34 
God spoke about the house of Eli. I have never seen a more drastic case on any human being in the Bible like this. Let's read it. 1 Samuel 2, verse 29, all the way to 34. Why then do you scorn my sacrifices and my offerings that I commanded for my dwelling and honor your sons above me? You like your children more than me. You respect and honor your children more than me. Why? You can actually like your children and members of your family more than God. Yes. By fattening yourselves on the choicest parts of every offering of my people Israel. You see, he saw his children doing bad things in God's house. And he didn't stop them. And God said, ah, you like your children more than me? Yes. Therefore the Lord, the God of Israel declares. Listen. The Lord, the God of Israel declares. I promised that your house and the house of your father should go in and out before me forever. I, God, promise that your house, your father's house, should go out before me forever. But now the Lord declares. But now the Lord declares. Far be it from me. Far be it from me. God, God can promise you. It's God. He promised you. He never tells lies. But the behavior of you and your children can make God change his plan towards you. This is why he told Abraham that, command your children and your house. Then the promise I gave to you will come to pass. And he's telling Eli that, I promise that I will bless you and your house. Far be it from me. Yes. Far be it from me. For those who honor me, I will honor. Those who honor me, I will honor. Many of us live our lives and you feel you don't respect God. You see, someone is being preached. You are taking mobile phone. You think that, I mean, you will do things to show God that, so what? So what? There are some people, when it's church time and someone is being preached, that's when they converse. A lady told me that she put a lot of photographs in her Bible. So when they start preaching, she will look at the first photograph, smile, then look at the second. By the time the sermon is over, she has looked at all those photographs she put in the, her Bible. Then she closes the Bible. Church is over. You think you are mocking God. <laughs> Galatians 6, 7 says, God is never mocked. Is never mocked. Those who honor me, I will honor. That's God. Yes? And those who despise me. Those who despise me. When they say you despise somebody, it means you treat the person as a light person, a common thing. You know how they put it in Ghana. You are nothing before the latrine paper. Yeah. Those who despise me shall be lightly esteemed. Those who despise me, you, you treat me lightly, you too, you will be lightly treated. Behold, the days are coming when I will cut off your strength and the strength of your father's house, so that there will not be an old man in your house. God is telling Eli, there will not be an old man in your house. Gray-haired people, they will search for them in your house, they won't see. Then in distress, you will look with envious eye on all the prosperity that shall be bestowed on Israel. Yes. And there shall not be an old man in your house forever. There shall not be an old man in your house forever. The only one of you whom I shall not cut off from my altar shall be spared to weep his eyes out, to grieve his heart, and all the descendants of your house shall die by the sword of men. Look, all descendants of your house, they will die by the sword of men. And this that shall come upon your two sons, Hophni and Phinehas, shall be the sign to you 
Both of them shall die on the same day. The sign I'm giving you is that your children, Hophni, Phinehas, they will both die the same day. Now, there are some homes also which are shameful. The home of Samuel. Samuel was such a good man. He stood before the whole Israel and said, Have I taken bribes from any of you? From my youth, I was leading you until now. And everybody said, No. No bribery, no fraud, your whole life. But his children, the children of Samuel, were so bad, they were taking bribes, they were corrupt. And the whole Israel said, no, 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 no. We want a king. Your children are too bad. So Samuel's children were so bad that Israel said, we want a king instead. Look at the children of David. The shame of it. Amnon, the firstborn son, raped his own half-sister. Then Absalom, the brother of Amnon, got up and killed Amnon and ran away. And when he came back, he made a coup d'etat for his father and slept with ten of his father's wives on the rooftop. I don't have time to tell you about Solomon who had 700 wives and 300 concubines. One man. You see, the Bible says no child is born with character. Nobody is born with culture. Nobody is born with a language or even the food you like. It is because of how you have been trained that you are like that. If you are Kokumba, but your father and mother brought you forth in Accra, you learn to eat Kenke more than Tuozavi. You speak Ga more than Kokumba. And the songs you sing and your culture is Ga, even though you are a Kokumba. Proverbs 22, verse 6 says, Train up a child in the way he should go. When he is old, he will never depart from it. You are like this because of the type of home you come from. The type of upbringing that was given to you. That's why you are like that. Have you found the Proverbs 22, 6? Proverbs chapter 22, verse 6. Listen carefully to it. Yes, Proverbs 22, 6. And I read from the ESV. Train up a child in the way he should go. Train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. If you were to have character before you were born, there will be no need to train you. You just grow into character. It's not so. The language you speak, the dresses you put on, the food you enjoy, the way you behave is because of the home you come from. This is why parenting is critical. Our homes must change. Then Ghana will change. The world will change. If the homes don't change, the church and the schools cannot change our children for us. The parent, the father, mother, and house you come from remains the greatest single influence in the life of every human being as we grow. 
Now, this is critical. We don't have time to look more into the Bible. Look at Adam. God told him not to eat the fruit. His wife, Eve, ate the fruit. What should Adam have done? Hey, you ate the forbidden fruit. God said you shouldn't eat it. Look, I'm going to tell God. No. He took the fruit the wife ate. He wasn't deceived by the devil. He just, he disobeyed and ate it. Look at Adam. When God was cursing Adam and all human beings, Adam never said, God, I beg. Even Cain, Cain, when God was cursing Cain for killing his brother, he said, my punishment is greater than I can take, oh God, I beg. And God said, okay, I'm putting a mark on your forehead so that people won't kill you when they see you. If Adam had begged God, he would have reduced the problem. Yes. Look, when you look through the Bible, for Noah, in the midst of crooked and perverse generation, people were so bad that when the flood came, only Noah and his house got into the ark. Noah, I respect Noah. I respect that gentleman. In the midst of a bad Ghana, not one of his children was lost. He brought them out. And their wives. He brought them out. I respect him. It's not easy. I have five children. And seven grandchildren. Still counting. It's not a joke. But he managed to grab his children and their wives. And all entered the ark. That is leadership of the home. That's leadership. Look at Lot. Lot, I started disrespecting Lot when the angel visitors came to him. And the men of Sodom and Gomorrah came and said, bring the angels so that we will have homosexuals with them. And Lot said, I beg you, let me, I have virgin daughters. Let me bring them to you. What, 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 what is that? What is that? And those girls, even though they were virgins, they were bad. When their mother became pillar of salt, they gave alcohol to their father and he drank and impregnated two of them. They brought the plan. The elder sister. You see, you, as we study the homes in the Bible, you see character coming out. So, Abraham told lies that his wife Sarah was the sister. He told that lie in Genesis 13 to Pharaoh. He told that lie in Genesis 20 to Abimelech. Before Isaac was born, in Genesis 21. But Isaac too, in Genesis 26, told a lie that his wife was the sister. Why? Like father, like son. Like father, like son. And before the women start laughing at you men, Ezekiel 16.44 says, like mother, like daughter. It's not only like father, like son. Like mother, like daughter. So, in the New Testament, they look at your house before they give you eldership in the church. 1 Timothy chapter 3, you can read for us verse 4, verse 5, and verse 12. To be a leader in the church, your house, your home, your children, your wife, all those things are considered before they think of giving you position as of leadership in the house of God. First Timothy chapter 3, verse 4 and 5 says, 
He must manage his own household well. Yes. With all dignity, keeping his children submissive. For if someone does not know how to manage his own household, how will he care for God's church? If you can't manage your household, which is made up of five, ten people, how can you be a leader in the church? Verse 12. Bible doesn't ask many questions. So when it asks a question, you need to think. Verse 12 of the same First Timothy 3. Yes, verse 12 is talking about deacons. Let deacons each be the husband of one wife. Let deacons each be the husband of one wife. Managing their children and their own households well. Managing their children and their own households well. There you are. Hallelujah. So, the kind of house you have tells a lot about you. And in order that the women should not be smiling too much, it is a shame that women are in the house and your own children are getting rotten and you are doing nothing about it. Look at Lot's wife. Even the daughters didn't look back. She was the only person who looked back and became a pillar of salt and has become a byword till today. But where is Samuel's wife before the children were so bad? Where is Eli's wife before the children were so bad? What about David? Those wives he had, where were they before their children were raping one another and, and killing one another? Where were the women? Where were the women? How can you bring up a child who will sleep with the father's wives ten on the rooftop? How can you bring up a child like that? And you, your ma- the mother, you say you didn't know. What do you mean? You didn't know your child was like that. Our homes can never give the responsibility for character to the church or to the schools. They will not do that work for you. Once you are a parent, a mother, a father, the responsibility for the house and the character, the life of your children lies on your shoulders forever. So, I will not have the luxury to examine in detail the homes in the Bible. But I'm going to announce to you ten of the pillars which built a Christian home. I wish somebody had taken me aside and taught me these things before I married. I was a pastor before I married. So, it's not like I didn't know. But I look back and certain things should have been told me before you even fall in love. Yes, I see young men, young ladies smiling, looking around for who will come and marry you or who you will marry. You know, some people, when they come to church, that's all they look for. The lady they will marry. But you need to settle the kind of home you are going to build before you choose a marriage partner. Because the person you choose or agree to marry will affect which home you can build. And the most important statement I want to make since I began this sermon is now. 
the goal of the Christian home, Christian parenting, is to produce children who are like Jesus Christ. The goal of all parenting and Christian homes is to produce children who are like Jesus Christ. Because First John chapter 3 verse 2 says that when we see Jesus, we shall be like him. The end game, the finale, the last thing God is looking for from every human being on earth is to produce for him people who will be like his son, Jesus Christ. So, the ten pillars I'm going to give you now are the pillars which Jesus, when he was on this earth, worked with. These are the ten pillars of Jesus' life. The core values of Jesus. The, the, the core convictions the unshakable beliefs of Jesus for which he was prepared to die. So, number one. Pillar number one is the Bible in the home. First pillar, make the Bible the central authority for command in your home. In 2 Timothy chapter 3 verse 15, Paul was telling Timothy that from a child you have known the Holy Scriptures which are able to make you wise unto salvation. We are reading it. Second Timothy, Timothy chapter 3, 3 15. verse 15. And how from childhood you have been acquainted with the sacred writings. From childhood. From childhood. From childhood. You have been acquainted with the holy scriptures. The sacred writing, the Bible, from childhood. Which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. Today, many families are too busy to read the Bible. They have three, four, five Bibles at home, but nobody reads them. And there are excuses. Daddy is busy. If he doesn't leave by 4 a.m., the traffic at uh, Adenta Barrier here, or even Legon, she or she can take you two hours. So daddy leaves home 4 a.m. When he's coming back, the traffic at the Madina uh, Azongo Junction can take you one hour. So daddy waits until 10 p.m before he leaves the office, so that there will be no traffic. So Monday to Friday, daddy is never there to read the Bible with his children. You are paying school fees, but the children are full of earthworm. Are you thinking? Are you correct? You are paying school fees, but the moral conviction that should build wisdom, should build character, should build faith, should build knowledge, truth into your child so that he can choose good friends. He can know which conversation to be involved in. 
you have no time. You are too busy to do that. So, the typical day, your child ends up with about seven hours in front of television and mobile phone, cartoons, while you are busy dodging traffic. I remember, and I always bless the Lord for that grace. We were having morning prayers and evening prayers in the house in Hohwe. And Hohwe was quite, you know, the life was slow. Then I was transferred to Accra as head of the church. And when I came, we continued having our morning prayers. When I sent the children to school, the teachers who send them back and say they are late. Then they ask them, why are you so late? He said, oh, we were having morning prayers. He said, go and tell your parents that they should continue with morning prayers. <laughs> this is Accra. So after they drove them back two or three times, my wife looked at my face. And I went and consulted God. And I came and told them that even if the children fail school, we shall not stop reading the Bible in the home. I'm glad to announce that every one of my five children has gone through university now by the grace of God. Some have had first class, some second upper. And some are even taking their doctorates. Everything, those children whose parents say because of being late, they don't have time for the Bible. My children have got all by the grace of God. It took time. It took being a man to tell my wife that, look, the children will have morning prayers. Sometimes miracle laughs at me that we can have morning prayers up to 2 p.m. But that's it. I have won by the grace of God. Yeah. I'm not saying my children are the best in the world. But heaven is my witness that I kept the Bible at the center of my house. And it is there till today. After 41 years of marriage. It's there. It's there. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 6 and 7 must be read. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 6 and 7. And these words that I command you today, these words I command you today, shall be on your heart. They shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children. Teach them diligently to your children. And shall talk of them when you sit in your house. Talk of them when you sit in your house. And when you walk by the way. When you are walking by the way. And when you lie down. When you lie down. And when you rise. When you rise. Where is the one who says you write it on your... You shall bind them as a sign on your hand. Bind them as wristwatch on your hand. And they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. Frontlets, spectacles between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house. Write them on the doorposts of your house. And on your gates. On your gates. The Bible, the Bible, the authority of the Bible, the way Jesus respected the Bible must be in your home. Look at Jesus. By age 12, he was sitting with the Bible gurus. And they were discussing Bible. And people were surprised at his understanding and answers by 12 years old. Little wonder he quoted Bible to Satan. Because the guy was full of Bible, soaked. What kind of home are you building? What kind of home do you come from? Many problems in your life now are because Bible was not put into your life early. So you did not learn to fear God. 
Number two, the second pillar that must be in your home is the pillar of prayer, fasting, and hearing God's voice. The pillar of prayer, fasting, hearing God, solitude. You must understand that Jesus prayed. And he said in Luke 18.1 that men ought always to pray and not to faint. You know those days when I was in my guy guy days, I liked listening to Jim Reeves. And one of the songs of Jim Reeves was that his son came to him and said, Daddy, you have taught me many things in life. You've taught me how to drive. You've taught me how to put on my shoes. You've taught me. You've taught me. But Daddy, teach me how to pray. Daddy, teach me how to pray. Mommy, Teach me how to pray. Is prayer central in your home? Are your children growing up to pray like Jesus? Look, Philippians 4, verse 6 and 7 says, Have no anxiety about anything, but in everything, by prayer, and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God which passes all understanding will keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Your children to have peace, supernatural peace, divine peace in this COVID Ukraine, Russia world you need to teach them how to pray. If they know how to pray, they will know peace in the midst of war. There are some unclean spirits. Only prayer can dislodge them. In Matthew chapter 17, we are not reading verse 20 and 21. Jesus told his disciples that this kind does not go it doesn't come out except by prayer and fasting. Mark chapter 9, verse 29. Mark 9, 29. You see, there are certain evil spirits. Tawan, uh, 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 please come. So make as if you are going here. There are certain evil spirits when they bracket you and put semicolon on your life. You see? You see your child growing in life. Everything is okay. Then suddenly, there is a stop. There is a stop. There is a stop. This world is ruled by spirits. And some kind of evil spirits, they don't go except by prayer and fasting. Teach your children to pray. Thank you. You see, teach your children to pray and fast. Jesus said in Gethsemane, Matthew 26, verse 43, He says, watch and pray, lest you fall into temptation. Some temptations, if you don't pray, you fall. If you fall, you break your teeth. If you break your teeth, you go back spiritually. Only prayer. You need to build a home where prayer and fasting is part of the home. All the little, little women and men who go from camp to camp, from place to place, asking for prayer is because nobody taught you that. You also have knees. You also have a mouth. You, can't you fast? God is my father. He is your father too. No prophet, no man of God in the whole world 
can claim God for himself in something which I too cannot claim him. He is your father. He is my father too. You have needs to pray. I also have needs to pray. Do you have tears to weep before God? I too can weep before God. Can you fast? I too fast. Why should I give you milk and sugar to fast for me? Bring prayer and fasting back into the home. Your children learn how to pray and fast and get results from God. When they grow with that, you have a powerful team. Pillar number three. The fellowship with the Holy Spirit. The Bible is full of Jesus working together with the Holy Spirit. His birth was by the Holy Spirit. When he was baptized, the Spirit came on him. When he met Satan, he was full of the Holy Spirit and led by the Spirit. When he returned, he returned in the power of the Holy Spirit. That's Luke 4, verse 1 and verse 14. Acts 10, 38 says, Jesus of Nazareth, how God anointed him with the Holy Spirit and with power. He went about doing good, healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Even when Jesus died, Romans 8, 11 says, it's the Holy Spirit who raised him from the dead. Bring the Holy Spirit back into your house. You see, some of us, the way we organize our homes, Holy Spirit doesn't like to stay in your house. Because on your wall are these naked girls' pictures. You see? Then you have got a snake too. Because somebody gave you that picture, you don't want to lose it. There is a snake too hanging somewhere. And then certain types of things and the kind of conversations in your house the type of things you watch on the TV. Holy Spirit cannot keep that company. Bring the Spirit of God back to the house. The Christian home must be the place where your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Your wife's body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Your children's bodies are the temples of the Holy Spirit. And Jesus said in the Matthew 18, 20, that where two or three are gathered in my name, there am I in the midst of them. Did you ever read John 14, 23? He says that, if you love me, you keep my commandments. My Father will love you. And we, myself and my Father, we will come and make our home with you. You see, the Christian home must attract the presence of God's Spirit. When we close from here, everybody is going home. Because the way your home is, all your important things are arranged there the way you like. Our children need to understand that the Holy Spirit is God's Spirit. And that to be like Jesus, you must give way to God's Spirit in your life. So that He can change you to become more and more like Jesus. That's what 2 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 18 says. Now, I know I don't have time to finish my sermon. But the fourth pillar, I can't jump it. That is Christ-like character. Character building is in the home. Why? Because your mother, your father, your brothers and sisters... They see you most of the time. 
in a normal home, the first 18 years of your life, you are in, at home. So immediately you start stealing, your mother is the first person to know. Because she put milk in the fridge. And when you came, you said, and put it down. And when your mother came and held the milk, she knew somebody has drunk some. So, when you become a thief tomorrow, it's because your mother saw you stealing milk and did not stop you. Because you were not born a thief. I'm glad our brother shared how he was on cocaine and he, he started pulling out. You, you were not born a thief. You can stop if you get some serious person to bracket you. I always remember some of my pranks. I remember when I was at Jessica, I closed from school, I went past the library, and then this bus was passing from KJB towards Ho, called Aolo. So I went to the roadside and said, and the car said, hey! To frighten the driver and the car. <laughs> so the car went and stopped and was discharging some passengers. Not knowing the driver got down and found some cane. It wasn't proper cane, just branches, you know. Then he came and held me. Wham, wham, waka, wham, be, He won't stop. I cried. I wept. I shouted. I uh, beat me well. Then he said, "Whose son are you?" And I said, "Mr. John Mesa. Go and tell Mr. John Mesa that I, our Lord driver, I whip you." Because you came and frightened the car. Then he jumped into the bus and left. I went to the house. And then my father asked me, why, why are you weeping? And then that driver, he beat me. He said, what did you do? Then I told the story. My father said, it serves you right. <laughs> Till today. When I see a car passing by, I am very humble. Aolo, whip that thing out of me. Character is built in the house. When your child is lazy, it's lazy because you, the parents and the old people around, allow him to be lazy. When your child starts telling lies, the first people to know are the mother, the brothers and sisters, and finally the father. Whether he will continue or not depends on whether the people around are sufficiently concerned. Character can be built. Character can be built. If you want your children to say thank you. I gave you my testimony here. I grew up like this. But I wasn't used to saying thank you. If somebody gives me something, I say thank you. Finish. Then my wife's grandmother came to our house. After I got married. And she stayed in my house for more than 20 years. So, whenever you give her anything, she will thank you. 
the next day she will tell my wife to go and thank the person. One day she said, ah, hmm. so some of these people, they haven't been bred properly. How can somebody give you something and you thank him once and then that's the end? When I heard it, I trembled. Because my father's house, we are shopkeepers. So from morning to evening, you are in the store. And they never taught me that you say thank you twice, three times. No. Nobody taught me. But when she said it, and she was doing it, and my wife started doing it, I changed. You can change. You are not too old to change your character. You can change. Only dogs don't change. Cats, they don't change. We had some dog like that in our house. What were we calling the dog, Asida? Riri and Roro. These dogs, they like following my car. But those of you who know my house, we have a very busy Aburi Accra street. And when they follow the car and get to the road, they will die. Because the cars passing their speed. So whenever I'm starting the car, and they are coming, they are, I say, really? Roro, move, go back. But when I move the car, they follow. Only dogs cannot change. Human beings in the image of God can change. You can change. You can change. You can change. You can change. No matter how bad your home, when you meet Jesus, work starts on your character. There are certain areas of your life which, if you are not serious, we shall bury you with them. And when they are reading your tribute, they will say it. That you, one brother, pastor's child, gave it when he, they were burying his father. He said, oh, my daddy, he was very nice. And one of the things I remember about him is when mommy said he shouldn't be eating fried eggs, he would tell me to fry egg for him. And when we are eating and mommy is coming, he will quickly put the fried egg into his pocket. And then he will be chatting. He said this the day we were burying him, his father. Only you think nobody knows you. Only you think so. Character. Christ-like character. Love. Joy. Peace. Long-suffering. Goodness. Kindness. Gentleness. Faithfulness. Meekness. Self-control. Character can be built. You can just say, this August... Hey, all the children, this August, we are all working on faithfulness. And begin to check things on faithfulness. By the end of August, every one of your children knows what faithfulness is and what is unfaithfulness. I will mention the rest. I can't preach on them. So, pillar number five is evangelism, soul winning, disciple making. That's pillar number five. Evangelism, soul winning, disciple making. Teach your children. Build it into them. Because Jesus was in that business. You can never be like Jesus if you don't evangelize. You don't win souls. You don't make disciples. Number six is Christian fellowship. In your home, teach your children how to make friends with people who fear God. They should choose their friends, the videos they watch, the books they read, according to whether or not the people fear God or not. Teach them to love God's house. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of God. Teach them to appreciate other Christians from other churches and other Christian organizations. 
Number seven. Teach your children about Christian suffering. Teach your children how to suffer for righteousness sake. Everybody is cheating in exam. Teach your children how not to cheat. To fail. Teach them. Teach them how at the workplace, they are the only people who don't receive bribe. Teach them to suffer for righteousness. To have a conviction that like Daniel or Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, that I'm going to the lion's den. I'm going to fiery furnace because these are my convictions. I'm suffering for them. Teach them. We are living in very difficult times. Ghana is becoming more difficult. And your children must stand. Number eight. Christian stewardship. Christian stewardship. My most popular verse there is 1 Timothy 6. Verse 6 and verse 7. He says that we brought nothing into this world. And we shall take nothing out. Look, teach your children. If you are dying and you take anything out of this world, even your mobile phone, you are a thief. You brought nothing to this world. You will take nothing out. Everything in this world belongs to God. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. You are a steward. You are a caretaker of somebody's property. It's never going to be yours. No building, no car, no mobile phone, no uh, what computer. You are not taking anything out of this world. Teach your children so that they don't, they don't become stupid people always uh, hooking onto the things of this world. And when you are dying, you are not taking it out. And you see that you have not prepared for the life. Number nine. Teach them about... Spiritual warfare. Satan is real. There is the devil. There is Mamiwata. There is Ebiezu. Nanatungu. Antuanyama. Akonedi. You see? Teach them. Zoka. Chakatu. Voodoo? Teach them. Otherwise, they think this world is a joke. And they grow up, lululululu. I turned at the university, they don't even believe there is any Satan. Let them go to Nogoku and see. Teach them how to fight Satan. How to fight sin. How to fight against worldliness. And lastly, number 10, teach them about their gifts and calling. Let your home help your children, your wife, everybody to identify your personal calling and the family calling. Let me finish this by saying that some homes, the women, you say, Kofi, you are stealing again. Let your father come. And they won't do anything. They want the child to love them. But when the father kills them, and say, hey, your father, he's coming again. Some men too, they have long ago left their seat as head of family and left the woman when the child is doing anything you tell the father mm. he's waiting for the wife to discipline both are wrong the home is to reflect Jesus husbands are to love their wives like Jesus Wives are to submit to their husbands like Jesus. 
Children are to obey their parents in the Lord. Servants are to serve in the house as if they were serving Jesus. Masters are to treat their servants as Jesus would treat them. The Christian home needs Christ-like leadership and Christ-like goals. God bless you in Jesus' name. Shall we be on our feet as we pray? <laughs> as I was listening to the sermon, I was asking myself that if every Christian home can take up these ten, ten things seriously, then every child will grow up automatically being discipled. The church will have little to do and to struggle with because Everybody is properly placed there. If every home will reflect and be disciplined in this thing, then the country wouldn't have prison or anything somewhere because everybody will be up and doing. We are going to pray about three things. The first thing is about yourself. Maybe the home you came from, there was a lot of lack and deficiency. And you can see yourself that I am the reflection of what happened. You are going to cry that God, if there is something called change, work on me. Any bad habit I took from home, and the Father crack me in the name of Jesus. Thank God that Father, every deficiency, whatever I was lacking in the home, that is affecting me up to now. Lord, in the name of Jesus, every spiritual discipline, Habit that they taught you, but you have left it. You have mm. not re- affair. You have not built it where you have not cultivated. Mm. Lord, help me today. Jesus. I want to go back. Masha Palagada. That habit of prayer. The habit of Oh, 
Lastly, we are praying for Christian homes. Everybody you see is once from a home. Is your phone stolen? Is stolen by somebody from another home? Is your phone stolen? Is from the home? You are going to pray for homes all over. It starts that now homes are being attacked. Where homosexuals want to raise our children to be what in the society? Where greedy politicians want to groom their children after that manner to be what in the society? That is what is happening. It is an attack on the home. Where the, the primary civilization is being attacked. You are going to pray, Father, especially from the Christian home. After I refresh the homes again. And the godly children will be raised. I put the reason I put them together. It's because I was seeking a godly seed. In the homes all over. In the name of Jesus. Father, we are grateful for giving unto us ten pillars that our home should be built upon. Lord, our prayer today is that you give us grace. There is a lack because of my father, because of my mother. Grace will be supplied today for a complete change, transformation into the image of Christ. And Lord will pray again that you grant us the ability to build homes that under the pattern, after the pattern of Christ Jesus. And will bring the families all over the world, those in continents, countries, everywhere, that your spirit will put a structure. You raise godly homes which will impart influence that unbelieving homes will submit to their counsel. Father, have your way in Jesus' name. Amen. Follow JFK Mensa Ministries on Facebook and YouTube and invite others to listen to his podcast. You can also access some of JFK Mensa's books and keep up with his ministry at www.jfkmensaministries.org God bless you.